Welcome back. We're another week of basketball down. I'm back here with my boy Donald. He's back in the studio. Why don't you say hi, Donald? Hi, everyone. He's a resident New Yorker. Uh, not really a New Yorker, but he feels like a New Yorker. Yeah. Um, You're, well, we're back with another episode of the Full Court Press. That's right. We're, we're hitting hard today. Yeah. What do you got for us? So, I'm going to pose a question. I'm opening up with this. Um, backstory, sitting at a restaurant with Isaac, my good friend Isaac, who all, we all know. Um, and he said something about he's over the NBA. Really? Kind of, in other words, he's over the NBA because um, he says that it's too much about themselves, where the NFL is more about the team, and he likes that. And it got me thinking that maybe maybe we've reached a tipping point in the NBA where we've gotten too much personality, where we don't have that in the NFL as much. It's kind of more the other side. So I, I was wondering your opinion on this. Uh, huh. Yeah, so, so now that you bring that up, it it kind of feels like in the NBA – uh, as opposed to like, as opposed to like the NFL, when I'm like, when I'm paying to uh, go see an NBA team, I pay to see certain players. But when I go to see like an NFL team, it's like I'm, I'm getting the whole package. And it's like, yeah, my my guy out there, the quarterback or the wide receiver, he's on the team, and I really like him. But it's just like, oh, when I go to see the Warriors, I just want to see Steph play, or I want to see LeBron play and Anthony Davis play. I don't care about anyone else on the Lakers. Uh I can kind of see that, yeah. Like, uh, it feels like we're just, like, it's all about them, and then they just have their guys backing them up. We're paying to see one or two guys lead a team. And, that I mean, it's true in the NBA. They, they kind of lead where they want to go. And, like, LeBron James kind of changed the culture and that players get more of a say and have, you know, they go where they want. Yeah, so, so I get what you're trying to say. It's basically that, Teams have lost their own cultures. Yeah. Basically, what we're what I feel like he was getting at is that teams don't have their own identity like they do in the NFL. Where like Colts fans, they just identify with the team. Like yeah. You're saying, or like you know, so on and so forth. Giants fans or whatever fan you are, you identify. You go, you think of we the team. Yeah. Not in the NBA. A good example of it. Um, a guy that we work at the, work out out with at the gym. He's a big Kawhi Leonard fan. And we asked, like, I remember you asked him once specifically, like, like, what's your favorite NBA team? And he's like, oh, I just like Kawhi. Like, I just follow whatever team he's on. And you don't see that with, you don't see that with the the NFL. Like, I mean, there aren't as many big player movements as often as the NBA. It's, and it's just like, I've, I've never heard anyone say, oh, I like any team Peyton Manning plays for. Like, they just don't move around that often. And it's like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's out there, but it just seems more of a precedent in the NBA. And that, that just stuck out instantly when you said that. Like, I, I guess, yeah, I, I kind of spun it around and didn't phrase it very well. But, yeah, you see you see people follow specific people more. And those specific people have bigger personalities and are more prone to the media than you would say, like, a bunch of people on a, on a football team. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, the NFL, we're not an NFL show, but get off in the NFL, like, players, like, there's a few, very few players that have the social media influence. On their own, like like a Tom Brady or like, uh, I'm trying to be like OBJ. OBJ, like OBJ is probably the most NBA level, um, uh, Instagram influencer outside of the NBA. Like, like LeBron's probably the next like big thing compared to him. Yeah. Like they're kind of on that that same spectrum. So if I do see what you're saying, but like, my argument is in the NBA, there's fewer players. That's true. So it's more of an intimate kind of like we're all kind of bunched in together in a building and you're closer to them. You interact with them more like they're, you could they end up landing in your lap. Yeah. You know, like kind of deal and you sit in the right spot. You set me up the lashback back after. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 I'm not going to come at you. I, I, I see both sides of this. Okay. I think, I think that there's room for everything. Yeah. But I think I kind of, I agree that things have swung far to one side where and I think we, we can chase this back to LeBron when he did the whole I'm leaving Cleveland I'm taking my town to South Beach yeah that's kind of when this thing started it was not a big thing then but it's a big thing now yeah and I don't know if you agree with that or not but no no I, I definitely see it because they're 
just lost my train of thought. But yeah, no, I, I, I definitely see. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like Durant to the Warriors. It wasn't about like I didn't betray my team because it's not my team. It's like I, my team is wherever I want to want it to yeah, be. Yeah, like I'm my own brand. I have no identity to anybody. Like, it's like the players, their own brand. Yeah, that yeah. that's. But I mean, that's the way they're they're marketed too. Yeah. Is NFL players don't get major shoe deals like OBJ got one. Yeah. But you don't see like Don Brady doesn't have his own Nike deal. No. I mean, he has an Under Armour deal, but that wrong comparison, like. Like, Eli Manning, he's not out there sponsored by Under Armour shoes or something. You know? Yeah. It's just not a big thing. Yeah, they get a lot more endorsements in the NBA. Whereas, like, but also their marketing-wise, they can wear different shoes when they want. Yeah. So it helps sell shoes like Nike and all these things. With, like, the NFL, aren't they just locked in on Nike brand stuff? Uh, I don't believe so. I think they there's certain cleats they... Like, there's, oh, I'm sure there's, like, a list of certain cleats they're out of wear. Remember the one, like, because with the one player in the NBA, he got... They were going to find him unless he covered up his tattoo of, like, Supreme. He had that, like... Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I forget who it was, but... Uh, J.R. Smith. Here. Okay. Yeah, because they have, they have certain advertising rules as well in the NBA. Okay. I think when it comes to, like, tattoos and certain things, you can't promote certain brands or something like that. Right. But, yeah, I remember that. It was a big deal for J.R. Swish. <laughs> I still call him J.R. Swish. Yeah. I'll never forget. Oh. He'll always be that to me. Me and him... Are on the same wavelength. We never know what time it is. Yeah. Like we're just like, eh, well, Man. I'm here. <laughs> I still think if they would have won that game, it could have turned the tide of the finals. At least they would have won a game. Yeah, I mean, like a win builds momentum. Like one one win would have been just nice. Yeah. That momentum could have lasted you three games. Could have lasted you a half a quarter. Cool. So you never know. Like, come into game two, you're just rocking it for half that quarter, and then you just fall apart. What you want. Yeah, momentum's momentum. You, yeah, you take what you get. Yeah. So I want to move on to something more near and dear to your heart. Are we talking about... We're, we're talking about Fizdale and the Knicks. Yeah. Because this dumpster fire of a franchise somehow manages to find a way to, to put more gasoline on it. Yeah, they're, they're playing the blame game now. So I, I wanted to get your opinion on this since you, you follow the Knicks quite heavily. I do. So, so I'm kind of, uh, I'm at a weird, I'm at a weird gap, if I'm being honest. Like, so just, just kind of bear with me on this. Like, I like Fitzdale, Fizdale. I think, I like seeing his track record. I know what he can do. I know he builds repertoire with his players and gets them chemistry because he just bonds with them. Like, when, like for example, when he first joined the Knicks, in order to get Kristaps on board, he went, he flew to Latvia and spent ten days with him him and his family he just got to know him hung out with him so he, he cares he wants to get in there establish a you know establish a repertoire and get the players going so I like what he does there but at the same time you can't ignore their record you can't ignore what they did last season league low franchise low 17 wins that's just bad I think a lot of it falls on Scott Perry their GM and James Dolan the owner um, if, if I'm the Knicks, or, I don't know, I, I guess I can't say if I'm the Knicks, because you're, I, I, I just want them to clean house. I like, I like Fisdale, I like what he's doing with the team, I see all kinds of potential with that team, and I know it's not a championship roster, not even a playoff contention roster, but I think, I just think at this point, cut ties, clean house, and, you know, new, yeah, new coordinators, new new coaches, uh, new GM, new president, and then eventually work our way up to getting rid of Dolan and finding a new owner. That's the hard part, though. And even shareholders within Madison Square Garden are urging him to sell, to sell, because they just they're sick of seeing the fans fans backlash and seeing them lose, and the Knicks just make money, but at some point, you just you have to take care of your customers too, like. Okay. Like, like kind of give in, you know, give in to demands a little bit and not, not say be a slave to the customer, but kind of give them what they want. Give them at least a glimmer of hope. I, they're just kind of throwing it all on Fizdale and saying, yeah, like, look what this guy's doing with our team. We won 17, 17 games last season. This season, we're, they're, they're two and eight right now. They just, they just got blown out by the Cavs the other night. They lost tonight to the Bulls, 120 to 102. Like, they're not good. The Bulls aren't good. The Cavs aren't good. At least be competitive in those games, and they're not. 
I'd say clean house. I roster has potential. I mean, it's not the best roster in the world. You've got a you've got a a good young core of like five guys I would keep. Clean house. Okay. Start over. This, at, at this point, we're twenty years in. Just hit the reset button and actually do it this time. Don't just promise it and then go all in on something like the win now strategy. Okay, I'm gonna come at it from a different angle. I I don't agree with you at all on that. Like I would say, I don't agree with you at all. I don't think that they need to clean house on the Fizdale side of things. Okay. I think keep the gene like keep everybody because these guys aren't they haven't been in there that long like. You tell me that Nick's let's be honest, you didn't expect the team to be like burning it around this year? Not no. Not so at all. it's like this is kind of what's to be expected. Like you're in a rebuild. Uh, an expensive rebuild. Yeah. You, you picked Randall up and all these other guys, but I'm all for Fizdale keeping his job because like RJ Barrett's just starting out. Yeah. Like, you got some young talent just starting out and you can't expect that talent to click together on Fizdale's, like, second year, when he just basically got a whole new roster. It'd be different if he had Kevin Durant and all these other guys and wasn't winning. I'd be like, yeah, we got a problem. Right. But I, I think that this is to be expected, is my opinion. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I like him. I, I I think he should. It's not as if he's, like, a great coach. No, I, I don't um, But, I mean, now, I, you, now you've got me thinking. It's like, I want him gone just because I want, like, a really good coach. But at the same time, I like him and what he's doing. So, I, I'll admit I'm at a crossroads. Like, you want a new culture, but yeah. it takes time that, to build a new word. culture. That's a good word like, for it. He may be building a new culture as you speak. Yeah. You just got to give him time. And I don't think, I think two years or a year and a half is not enough. Yeah. To say, oh, we, we gave this guy a shot, but we gave him a new roster every year. Yeah. And it was shit. You know? That's true. So, I... I don't know. I say be patient because you got Mitchell Robinson, you got you got uh, R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle. Like, there's some there's some pieces there. If you can get a few more things together, you're gonna be okay. I think you still have DSJ, right? Yeah, he's just out on injury. You still have DSJ. Frank Milikina had a decent game the other night. <laughs> uh, for once. Yeah, so, he, I mean, he went on a string of like three solid games, but then he had that one really good game. Yeah, or good by his standards. So I mean. There's potential here. I don't think that it's as bad as they're pouring it out to be. Yeah, you lost the catch. I mean, half a terrible. It was a blowout win, yeah. too. A blowout was, loss. I was being polite. No. I'm being, no, I'm just tell it how it is. So I think I think there's still still a chance here. So if I'm if I'm if James Dolan and I'm pretending to run a team, I'm gonna be like, we'll keep it. Okay. That's my James Dolan response. It just seems like him and the GM and the president are just all together colluding to try and get, like, they're just looking for a scapegoat. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's how I see it. But with all the stuff that I'm reading, that we all know how the New York media is. They blow up everything. So maybe, yes. that, we're, maybe we're all just being fed, fed lines and maybe everything's fine. And there's just, like, one little argument that got blown up. But, I mean, I don't think that's the case. I think there is some turmoil there, but I don't know how serious it is. I mean, there's definitely going to be some friction there. Yeah. I think I think people thought they would be in a better spot than where they were. I think people in the, within the organization were more hopeful. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think – go ahead. Sorry. No, I was, I, was, I was a little more hopeful this year just with, like, some more talent, and we've got a young core with a year under their belts except for, like, RJ, of course. I was, like, I don't know, we're 12, the Knicks are 12 games in, and they're, they're, two, or no, no, they're, they're two and eight right now. I would, I would expect them to have, like, four or five wins. Yeah. But I, mean, I don't know if it would be consistent throughout the season, but I expected a little bit of a hotter start. Yeah, I mean, it could be off to a cold start, and they get hot here in a couple of weeks and get, get some more wins. It's a long season. We're, we're massively overreacting by saying Fire Fizdale oh, yeah. this early. So, I mean, you could turn around and have, like, a mediocre to mid-mediocre. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know. My, my expectation was like, oh, okay. I, I sat back and looked at it objectively. I think we had the talent to have, like, a 25 to 30 win season. And I think that's, like, 
kind of pushing it. Like, we're reaching a little bit. Yeah. Right? But I think it's possible. Like, as long as we get, like, get past 20 wins. So, like, if we take Hope out, you're thinking 20 wins. Yeah. If I take out Hope, I'm thinking, like, definitely more than 17. Like, I think we've got okay. the talent for that. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. Okay. Now that's more what I was thinking. So, we remove Hope. Hope is a five-win dog. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I think Carmelo Anthony, bring him back. I said, so why not? At this point, like he wants to, like he always wanted to be there. He's he's not gonna hurt us at all. Like if anything, he's a good mentor. If anything, he'll get you a lower draft pick. Yeah, <laughs> I think he'll be a good mentor because you know he was good back in his prime. And no, he, he he didn't even really have him in his prime. Yeah, and like, he was still solid. For he was us. still solid. I don't know. I I see like. I want him there because I always liked him. Like, just the homecoming, like, what it would do for the franchise, and the fa- or at least the fan base, like, kind of boost everything up. I, I know a lot of people would be excited to see him, but I just, I, I like to see him retire there. Maybe we kind of give fans something, like, to think about other than losing. Yeah. It's like, oh, Melo's back. Well, That's kind of cool. We'll just get the team back together. How about we'll, just, we'll bring Amari back? We'll bring Carmelo back? Like, yeah. Isn't Amari in the big three? Yeah. We'll just bring him all back. Yeah, we'll just find a way to get D Rose over here. Yeah, we'll yeah. poach him from the Pistons. Yeah. Detroit, we'll make you a deal. Yeah, we'll trade you one of our like here's DSJ, our three power forwards we signed this year. Yeah, <laughs> you can have Dennis Smith Jr. and Bobby Portis. There you go. Fair deal. That's fair. Yeah, that's not really fair. No, not at all. <laughs> you overpaid. <laughs> I like Derrick Rose, but you overpaid that deal. So moving on, this won't win. I. I saw recently we posted our power rankings, yeah, or, or more your power rankings. So I'd like to delve into those. Well, I mean, they're collective power. Yeah, rankings. collective. I mean, I, there's a few tweaks I would have made. I, I, I'm just like, I don't know if I gotta. Let me get my list here. Okay. The the list. Cause, I got you. Here we go. Thank you, sir. So uh, I like your list for the most part. I felt like there was a few, like, every team on here I'm okay with being on here. I just think there was a team, a couple teams, massively, not massively, but a little bit underrated on your list. Okay. Um, so so let me, I'll read off the list for the people listening here. Um, yeah, this is your top ten. One is Celtics. Two Lakers. Three, you got the Nuggets. Four, you got the Bucks. Five, you got the Houston Rockets. Six, Raptors. And uh, seven is the 76ers. And eight, the Clippers. Nine, the Phoenix Suns. And ten, the Miami Heat. I think Phoenix is very underrated on this list. Really? I thought you were going to go with like, the 76ers and the Bucks. No, I, I think the Bucks are right where they need to be. I honestly think the Rockets aren't that I think the Rockets are like a 9 and the, and the Suns are like a 5. Oh, you think you're that high on I'm the Suns? I'm that high on the Suns. Right? I mean, like, I think if I remember, they just beat the Lakers tonight if I saw right. I believe so. So, I mean, they... They basically had the coming out party without DeAndre Ayton. Um, and Miami, Miami, I think, is like a seven. Mm-hmm. Like, right now, I mean, they, they got some other issues with Deion Waiters and uh, taking some stuff on the plane. Yeah. I but, mean, they were they were leading the East for, yeah. for a few. For a few, like a week or oh, something. A week or something, yeah. So, I mean, I think, I think they're really good. Um, of course, I love the Nuggets. I'm a big Jokic fan. I think they're going to be a team to beat in the West this year. Um, that Nuggets just lost to the Hawks tonight. Oh, they did. Yeah, one twenty-five to one twenty-one. Lakers beat the Lakers beat. The Lakers beat. Okay. One twenty-three to one fifteen. It was close there going into late. Yeah. Um. My bad. I was. I didn't get a chance to look at it. No, you're good. Um. But I mean, I think I think the Suns are competitive. Like clearly, they're competitive. Yeah. They, Arguably one of the best teams in the, the West. They hung in without DeAndre Ayton. Uh, so I think I mean, if he comes I think back, De- Devin Booker's the guy for them. Oh, he's a dude. I think he's he, a should, dude. he should stick around. Oh, he got a big deal. He's got like five years left, four years left. Oh, really? I didn't know if he was like on the verge of a contract. No, he got a pretty good size deal. Uh, but yeah, I think once Ayton's back, they're going to be a playoff team. Okay. Going forward. 76ers only beat the Cavs by one. 98-97. The, the Cavs have played everybody up. Like, they've played up to everybody they've... Every top team they've played. Yeah. I feel like they've played up. That's what it seems like. That's that like Kevin Love. I mean... Jazz just beat the Nets. 119-114. to 114. Well, I picked that game, right? 
There you go. I, I, I called the Suns. I put on Twitter today. I'll have to own that. Is that the Suns were going to have a coming out party. They didn't. Yeah. The sun did not shine. I mean, they put up a fight. They put up a fight, though. I, I, I don't think. Yeah. I don't think your call was bad. No. Just not right for today. Not right for today. The last time I was this high on Phoenix, Amari Stoudemire was a, was a Phoenix son. Yeah. And Steve Nash and Sean Marion, those guys were together. Not Charles Barkley. Not Charles Barkley. <laughs> that was before me. That was... Yeah. That was back when Barkley was not as fat. Yeah, he, it's weird seeing like seeing him when he was in his prime. He was actually like fit and in shape. Yeah. You kind of see like Space Jam is about where the downfall <laughs> starts. <laughs> it was when, when Michael Jordan got the movie and he didn't. Yep. And it all fell apart. Rip Charles Barkley's body. Yes. Gone but not forgotten. That's right. We'll never forget it. We should just get a poster of it. You know? I'd be cool. Put it in the studio. Studio, yeah. That way we always remember. We'll just get, like, a timeline of his body through the years. You get those big, like, fat heads and just, like, all along yeah. the wall. Just take up real estate. <laughs> Don't be this, Charles. Be this, Charles Barkley. Yeah. On a scale of 1 to 10, what Barkley are you? <laughs> That's right. I'm, usually, I'm, I'm feeling the 94 Barkley. I'm usually NBA, like, you know, TV host Charles Barkley. Yeah. That's usually about where I am, body-wise and feeling-wise. I relate to that. <laughs> but I want to talk about the number one team on your list, which is your my Celtics. boys. My boys, number one, the Celtics. They look good. They're on eight-game win streak. They're on a tear. They're on a tear, yeah. Even to, put it, to put it politely. Without Gordon Hayward, though, we still managed to pull off a win. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm still a little concerned about going forward without Gordon Hayward, like because he's he's playing amazing. Yeah. Oh, he was good. Off to one of his best seasons ever. Um, he's update on that. He's gonna be out six weeks. He just had hand surgery. Um, at least we're gonna get him back. Yeah. That's a big thing. We get him back. And hopefully he can come back to form pretty quick. Um, but yeah, the Celtics, man, they, I think that Kemba was a great pickup. Oh, he's he's been, been phenomenal in. for you, yeah. He's fitting in. He's hey. not getting the production of Kyrie points-wise, but he just fits the, the field. He fits the awesome. scheme, yeah. Like, his assists and rebounds are up, so it's like he, you almost don't notice the points. He's just all around a solid player. Yeah. I think, like, you've got guys like... like um, Jason Tatum and Ennis Cantor helping out. It, it, that's a solid lineup, even on your bench. Yeah, Cantor, Cantor's been a good piece um, up front because we didn't have a lot of like big guys left up front because Kelly Olenek went to Miami a couple years ago. Yeah. You know, so that was Aaron Baines went to Phoenix, I believe, now. So, I mean, we lost kind of our interior guys, and Cantor's kind of filling that spot for us. Something I always liked about Cantor, like, especially on the Knicks, I noticed he – he does a lot of re- like offensive rebounding, and it's like every like every night he puts up near double double. Uh, he's a he's a board monster. Yeah, it's like he'll put up like fifteen points and like twenty rebounds. I don't know if you like follow his Instagram or yeah, like he he. I always see him have these like band things tied to the floor and he's jumping up and doing all that weird stuff. Yeah, like he's he, all about it. He does a lot of a uh, resist explosive resistance training. Right? Yeah, but and he he's a hard worker. Like he he's a good center. I think you guys have a solid player. No, I, I'm excited for him to fill in. And then, of course, my boy Taco. I yeah. hope Taco falls out in the uh, G League. And I want him to explode onto the scene and just be like a, a force of nature in the NBA. I love Tacos. So yeah. Like, I, I don't know how they're, I don't know how with his like height and everything, but I just want him to do something. He just seems yeah. a little awkward on the court right now. He's a little awkward. But maybe it's just because of the size. And, like, you just have to find your way to manage that. I think he's always going to be that bench player. Like, he'll be a top bench player, but he's, he's always going to be a bench player. Like, he won't break into the starter, really. Yeah. Because of his size, it's not, he's not a starter in this NBA. So, he's a, he's a solid six-man. If we went back to, like, Shaq Yaoming days, yeah, he'd be playing. He'd be yeah, he'd be your guy. But Get the ball to him, he'll just drop yeah. it. In the... Modern NBA, no. Not, not he doesn't him. seem, seem uh, fast enough or explosive enough. No. He just kind of drive him down and... Get him in the paint. He'll just like throw it in for you. But he he's cool. Yeah. Like it's amazing how hype everyone is for him. Like in the area, Boston area right now. Yeah. Like they have Taco Tuesdays on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Like the Boston Celtics do dedicated to Taco Taco Ball. 
Oh, does he, like, take over and tweet a bunch of stuff? They, like, tweet a bunch of stuff about him, like, videos of him doing stuff in the G League, and they call it Taco Tuesdays. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he said they spelled Taco with his name. I'm surprised. <laughs> with, with that happening, I'm surprised LeBron hasn't tried to poach him. Like, just for the Taco Tuesday stuff. God, LeBron. We have to have obligatory LeBron talk. Yeah. Here it is. Here it is, King James. So, yeah, LeBron tried, like, a lot. It, it's kind of old news. He tried to file trademarks and to get get the name for Taco Tuesday so we could do, like, a podcast and just kind of do branding off of that. And he got shot down on it. But yeah. it's still, like, Taco Tuesdays are his thing. Imagine him with Taco Fall on the Lakers with Anthony Davis, and they're just doing these podcasts and eating dinner and just making stupid content. Like, not stupid as in, like, stupid, ridiculous. Just, like, dumb stuff. Like, nonsensical things, but with, with tacos and taco ball. Cloud chasing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd buy the shit out of his stuff. Uh, I can see it now. I don't care what you're selling. Your branding is good enough already. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I love tacos. I'm in. Yeah. You had me at tacos. You had me at tacos. <laughs> God bless LeBron James. He changes the game, even in year 17. Right. I'll see you at the cleaners. Right. Yeah. Yeah, people had the audacity to suggest that LeBron was washed. I know. I don't I don't know why anyone would ever say that. And he's like, yeah, last year was a down year for him. He's already on pace. I mean, he's well above his statistics last year. Last year was still, like, you could argue. And I'm not saying, la- yeah, last year was really good. Yeah. You could argue he was, like, top 10 MVP level player. That's how good he is. Yeah. Even on a bad year, he's still a top 10 player. Yeah. Averaging 27 points a game is bad for LeBron. Yeah. And that's what he did last year. That was his down year. And we scoff. Yeah. Like, people scoff. That's what I want to know how ridiculous that is. Like, year 16, he put up 27 points, and you're like, oh, he's washed up. Find me another player that is putting up 27 points at his age right now. Won't. Like, it's not done. Like, it's just not done. My favorite thing was when he pulled, when he had the groin injury, everyone was saying, oh, all of a sudden LeBron's injury prone. It's like one injury. Yeah. I'm trying to think last this time he man, missed a game. This, yeah, this man puts over a million dollars of his own money in the offseason and just in his own personal time into keeping himself in peak physical condition. One injury does not make you injury prone. Yeah. And he pulls a nut and everyone's all worried. Yeah. Like, come on. And he comes back and he balls out. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, washed up. Yeah. What did he have, like, eight assists and seven rebounds? Like, somewhere in the ballpark on yeah, the season? He, he was averaging seven and eight or something like that. Yeah, I know that it was well above six on both of them. But, I mean, he was, yeah. He was killing it. Yeah. He was pretty much doing LeBron things. And that's it's a down, and, and I want to reiterate, that's a down that's year. That's a down year. Year 16, what's a down? Yeah. And his first, like, major injury of his career. Yeah. Like, when was the last time maybe a player, like, really had that in his life where he went almost 16 years without an injury, like, a major injury, missing a game, or, like, didn't put up, you know, like, put up 27 points? Like, when was the last time that was a down year for somebody? I can't think of one. I can't think of one. Yeah. And how many of those players with an injury like that, how many of them would have came back and still performed? Put up those numbers. Because that was mid-season. That was mid-season. That, and yeah. he went down, I think he was out 16 games or something like that. 16 games, then he came back and but yeah, he went to blackout LeBron. Yeah. He went to playoff LeBron early, mm-hmm. trying to get there. But, yeah. I mean, NBA playoffs are just not the same. I wish that was my kind of down year. Yeah. I'm just going to say it. I, I'll take that down year all day. I wish I was half as athletic as that. <laughs> and people were like, I just remember that. People were like, oh, he's just not, not lost a step. Yeah. I'm like, geez, I hope I lose a step like that. And <laughs> I, I want to be that. I would, I'd happily take that. Yeah. Can't, I just, I, it baffles me that people scoffed at that. Those stats and missing as many games as he did. And he's walking. Yeah. He carried a bunch of young guys who couldn't play ball. Like, everyone's talking about how Lonzo Ball has, like, so much potential. And it's like, he hasn't done anything. No. But LeBron's over here still doing stuff, and he's, like, scoffed at. He's washed up. And it's like, what? I'm lost and confused. That's where the saying that everyone, that, that's where that saying comes in. LeBron makes people better players. No, he, 
does. He makes you better. He makes you look better than you ever did without him. He just he raised that young core just to make them look good and then traded them away for him. Oh, they Davis. looked bad when he was there. They yeah. looked bad. They kept Kuzma though. Yeah, I think Kuzma was the best one to keep. Yeah. I I was I like Ingram though. I was all about even Ingram. Is he is he in New Orleans too? Yeah, he got traded in New Orleans. For some reason, I felt like he belonged. He feels feels like he belongs on the Grizzlies. Feels like a Grizzlies kind of guy. Yeah, him and Morant. I feel like that'd be a good power duo. That'd be cool. I, yeah, him and Zion are about to fall out together. Yeah. I I can't wait to see Zion come in. I don't know if um. I feel like we talked about this last episode, but I I want to see what Zion can do. I want to see what as a Knicks fan, I want to see what I'm missing out on on my team. <laughs> I want to see if I'm missing out on the next thing to LeBron or if I'm missing out on the greatest bust in the NBA draft history. You just don't know. I, I'm not saying he's going to be a bust. I'm just saying there's that potential there. And I, I, I just want to see him play. I want to see what he can do. He looks like a big Shaq-type dude, and I, I just want to see him body everyone. Yeah, I, I want to see it. I want to see him poster someone so hard that they just become a little smudge on the paint. Like, I was thinking about the other day, like, I was watching Jump or whatever, and Tracy McGrady said, he, Zion looks like he ate Jalen Brown. That's what it looks like. He looks like it's just a big Jalen Brown. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. He does. He looks like a huge Jalen Brown. I think he's gonna, I think he's the second coming of Jesus. You think so? Oh, yeah. He's, do you think he, he's, you think he's like top tier? Top tier. All the way. I'm, I'm sold. Okay. I'm sold until it's not there anymore. Okay. <laughs> I'm buying high. I'm fully prepared to sell low if I have to. I'll eat I'll eat my own words. If he if he becomes that type of player, that I think that's gonna be so much fun to watch for the next ten, fifteen years. I, I don't even that's the thing's like I think he's gonna be great, but I don't know if he's got ten, fifteen years on that body. Yeah, just with his size. His size. I think he's gonna spend his whole career trying to stay at like two sixty or whatever he was two sixty yeah. He's two sixty five. Yeah, he's gonna spend his whole career trying to fight, stay below two sixty or at two sixty. You think he'll eat himself out of the league like shit? Not even eat himself out. I think it's just his body's made to carry that kind of weight, like how he's built. He just puts he's packed with muscle, like yeah. You know, there's already it's the kind of way he's gonna have to watch what he eats, and yeah, I think he's gonna. I don't think he'll eat himself out. I think it's just his body size naturally is bigger, and it's just gonna keep him out of the league. After like ten years, yeah, bigger guys seem to be more injury prone. And yeah, he seems to be dealing with some injuries here early, um, and I think that's always going to be an issue. Yeah, but I think he's still going to be great when he's out there. Yeah, so. I hope so. I I hate to see a young star go down so soon. We hope nothing but the best. Yeah. Plus, we've got we've got the hope. I don't know where it'll be, but we have the hope that him and RJ are going to team up because they want to do it. We might see, like, I don't know where it's going to go. I'm not even going to speculate at this point. Like, I'd love to say my team, but I'm just going to keep all bias out of it. RJ and Zion have talked about teaming up in the NBA one day, and if they're as good as advertised, that's going to be scary. They're going to go to the Hornets. I I don't even care. I just want to see them team up. Like, that'd be fun. Here here we are. This is what I think the Hornets. Okay. Because Michael Jordan, Jordan Brand Shoes, Zion signed with Jordan Brand shoes. They're gonna just keep the train rolling together. Okay. And it's not a bad place. Play yeah. for. Well, well, let me bring let me bring this up. I think what if RJ is the better player in the long run? What okay. if what if RJ is a better player? What if RJ gets to say where they want to go? Where where Zion goes? Zion's like, yeah, I'll team up with you. You're in a contract year at Toronto. the end of, the end of the season. Where do you want to go? Hey, let's make the Jazz a dynasty. Or, this is let, let's assume this is like five, six years in the future. They're 23-24, getting into their prime. The Supersonics are back. You know, NBA expanded like we want them to. Like we want, yes. What if what if Zion and RJ make the Supersonics a dynasty? I'm in. All in on that. Four Pete. They like right off the bat. They go there four Pete. Four championships. Four years. I'm I'm sold. That's cool. I'm in, yeah. Yeah, it'll make it happen. Sign me up for an R.J. Barrett Supersonics jersey. Yeah. I'm in. Just sign me up for anything Seattle Supersonics. Yeah. Like, I want them back. They, they need to be here. They deserve to be here. 
I'm pleading with the city of Seattle right now. Give it to me. I think it's possible because in two years, we're getting a hockey team in there. NHL is expanding. It's, it's got to happen. We're going to get a, a team in Vegas and Seattle for the NBA. Yeah. It's going to happen. I'm, I'm, at least Vegas. I know Vegas will happen. Vegas has to happen. Like I have no doubts that Vegas will happen eventually. I'd be okay if they got rid of the Grizzlies and just relocated them to Seattle. What? Bring back Seattle. Why are you trying to destroy the Grizzlies? I don't hate. I don't have anything against the Grizzlies. I just feel like that's the franchise that would go. That's the franchise you just hack. It just does. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. Just seems out of place to me. That, it, it, I, I ha- just feels out of place. I have no. <laughs> I don't have any facts or knowledge to back it up. Just it's a gut feeling that Memphis just doesn't belong. Sorry, there. Memphis, you, you're getting screwed. You've today. been you've been cut. By full court press. We're already on to Seattle. (laughs) We're moving. You're out. We're we're just going to leave our stuff here. We're going to start over in Seattle. You figure out what to do with our shit. You leave the brand behind. If someone wants to pick it up, they can do that. Cold. That's cold. It's not cold. I'm bringing Seattle back. Yeah, but we're losing Memphis. We're getting the Super. We're losing the. We're getting the Super Sonics. But we're losing the powder blue grizzly bear. Is that a grizzly bear? Yeah, Grizzly, because it's Grizzly. Yeah. I'm an idiot. I have a dog named Grizzly. We can just... Fun, fun Donald fact. Yeah. Donald has a dog named Grizzly. Yeah. He's a German Shepherd. <laughs> I always said if he were to play for any NBA team, he'd, of course, play for the Grizzlies. Yeah, well... Because it's funny. They're also bad enough they would need any... They take anybody. Yeah. Oh, he's athletic as shit. He's one of those little... He's like a smaller one that's more muscular, and he just has power behind him. Oh, yeah. They, they could use one of those. Yep. I'm in. Memphis... Yeah. Memphis, you're dead. Sorry, you're dead to yeah, us. Yeah. You don't exist. We've cut you. Get yeah, yourself going. You have been shot. That's right. Name that show. Like, I was not expecting that turn. Oh, Memphis is gone. Yeah. But we got it. That was a little harsh, but... It's cold, Donald. Cold. That's my hot take. That's your hot take for the day? I okay. scorched myself. It's, it's too hot. I don't even know if it's a hot take. That's just... It's just cold hard facts. Yeah, that's just me. Memphis doesn't belong. I am unapologetically me right now. Yeah, you're feeling yourself. Yep. Like that. It is Taco Tuesday, so we're all feeling ourselves. Oh, it is, yeah. I wonder what Taco Paul's doing. I don't know. He's probably sitting at home, chilling, on his weird couch that is probably not a weird couch, it just looks weird because he's huge. <laughs> yeah, it's, to us, it's just normal. It's a, yeah, it's so, just a normal couch. It's something I, so, so I've got an NBA story that came up. Yeah. All right. It, it happened within the past week. I, I want to know. I don't know. I just want to know about it. I, I want to know, like, what your thoughts are. Um, so on the way, the Miami Heat played the Lakers some point in the last week. I don't remember the exact day. Uh, Dion Waiters, on the way to Los Angeles, took an edible on the team plane. Team flight had a panic attack and eventually, like, a day later, got banned. Pretty much got banned 10 games. For, um, he got banned for uh, acting in a way that's detrimental to the team. Like, I just think that's a funny story. I wanted to get your take on that. Like, I I love it. Like, I think it's hilarious that Dion Waiters just looks like I would say looks like he just seems like the kind of personality player that's gonna gonna eat something weird. So so I've got a picture of him here, and yeah, he he kind of looks like the guy that he would do like that. Looks like a pothead. Yeah, looks like a pothead. Um. I think that this is all just like convenient too, because I think the Heat want don't want to deal with him anymore. So I think that this is their way of basically kind of like setting the the path to get rid of him. But I I laughed so hard when I saw he was like panicking because he ate the pot. Yeah, I think that's And we've all been there. You just you get a little too high, and everything just overwhelms you, and you just panic. Oh, I can just get there. And you're, you're too far gone. Yeah. And and you might lash out. Or you, not lash out, but you might just express yourself overly. Or you might just sit there and suffer in silence. Get a little paranoid. Yeah. It happens. The best of us. You just get really hungry. Yeah. I like to eat. I love ice cream. Sweets. I know you do. It's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, lock your fridges if you ever have any. Yeah. Don't invite Donald over to enjoy certain fun activities here <laughs> at your home. 
uh, kind of rolling off the whole Miami Heat and like just the team in general. We have a scorching hot take from our Twitter. Uh, so you kind of put it out there. You think by the end of the season, uh, Chris Paul is going to be wearing a Heat jersey. Uh, I was hoping you'd kind of elaborate on that because, I mean, I can kind of see it, but I want to see your reason behind it. So my reasoning is is that basically we all know KC wants draft picks. The Heat are ahead of schedule, it looks like, on their playoff, like on their rebuild, essentially. This is their chance to basically drag it. Dragic, his contract is expiring. The Thunder aren't going to want any long-term contracts, really. They're just kind of trying to get Dragic, like I said, unload. The They would take on Dragic's contract for one year, trade Chris Paul's huge, hefty contract to Miami Heat, along with the Heat basically would give a draft pick, Dragic, and somebody else, and they would get Chris Paul and somebody else, maybe. It depends. And they offload that huge contract, like, good for another two or three years. Because, they, like I said, they don't want that. Um, and that gives uh, Kendrick Nunn, who's been playing amazing in Miami as their point guard, a chance to learn under the possibly, like, arguably the best point guard of our generation, Chris Paul. So I think it makes sense because he can just be your bench player and a very expensive bench player. But that gets you that veteran leadership that you can pair with Jimmy Butler with that young core, with Tyler Hero and Kendrick Nunn. So. Yeah, and it sounds like with that plan, Jimmy Butler still gets to stay the guy. Yeah, Jimmy Butler still beat the dude. So he's, you know, I, I think we talked about it last week, like that's what's keeping him going. And like maybe why Miami's doing so well is because Jimmy Butler's not in anyone's shadow. He's finally leading a team. And that's just, you know, maybe that's the role that he was born to play that nobody thought he could play. No, yeah, I, I think... Which, I, I mean, yeah, I didn't think he was team leadership material. Maybe yeah. he is. Maybe Miami's just his city. His destination. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that's a good spot for Chris Paul because, like I said, he puts him back on a contender for someone actually trying to win and gives those guys a chance to learn but from somebody really great in this league. The only thing is you have to give up a first-round pick, more than likely, will it deal off. Yeah. But you get rid of, you don't have to worry about signing a point guard to replace Dragic if he goes somewhere else. That's the big thing for them, because they have that spot filled. Like I said, but you have a very expensive spot, but they have the spot filled. So, Yeah, I, I remember you posted that. We put it on our Instagram as well, and we got some lashback from it. People, people didn't like yeah. that. They, they just thought you were out of your mind. I mean, I could be wrong, but I think that is a, if you look at it and think about the fact of contracts and pieces in and pieces out, it makes sense. I, I so. think, yeah, I just wanted you to elaborate on that. I could see it, but I explained to everyone like what you were thinking. Yeah. Pretty good way to pretty good way to look at it. I thought about it a long time before I made my heart beat. Any other kind of big trade that's kind of been brewing or something you that you kind of want to say but no, haven't really. really committed to yet? Uh, I got one other other one that I, I'm pretty confident on. It's not like really a hot take because I feel like everyone kind of sees the writing on the wall for it. But I think Kevin Love's going to get dealt with the, the trade deadline. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think Portland's probably going to make a move. Who I see kind of fit in it? Portland. I think Portland does trades him and they trade Whiteside. Maybe somebody else. Yeah. Whiteside's not going to. Not really panning out the way they wanted him to. Whiteside hasn't panned out the way he wanted him. <laughs> yeah. He got that one good year in Miami and like got a contract. And kind of like... Yeah, I was on the boat. Oh, like Portland's got Whiteside. They're gonna be good. Like they're gonna be really good this year. But they're just good. Like they're still good. They're contenders. I think with Lillard and your, you know, McCollum. Yeah, Lillard, McCollum, uh, helming your team. Yeah, you're going to the playoffs. But yeah, Whiteside, he's out. Yeah. Get Kevin Love in there. The guy who busts his ass every night. Doesn't care. Just wants to play ball. Yeah. Like, that's the kind of dude you need. I'd like to see that. I'd, I'd be about I, I like Portland. Yeah, I do too. They're, they're so, one of my top teams. I think Portland, I want Portland to do well. Because I feel like no one cares about them. Yeah. LaMarcus Aldridge should have stayed there. 
You would say next time. They're kind of off in a weird area, but it's just like, who wants to go to Portland for a basketball game when you've got three, four teams down here in California yeah. that are like more storied and just have better players, more fun to watch. Yeah. And eventually, more things to do. <laughs> why would you even go there when you could just go up to Seattle? I'm in. Because Memphis is gone. That's right. And Sorry, we're Memphis. back. Full circle. Full circle. What if NBA expands, but they just take us on a completely different route? Kentucky. Out of nowhere. I don't even like that. Let's not even yeah, talk about Yeah, let's not even talk about it. That's I don't stupid. know where they go with that. Yeah. I was like, what? Bring up another topic before I, I spiral us into negative well, viewers. I'm talking about that. Uh, 15. 15 minutes? Okay. So, let's talk about your Hornets. Yeah. You're, you're, you're still sticking with their playoff team, right? I, I think they're going to be <laughs> an 8 seed, maybe 7, if we're lucky. I think we could push it. They're, they're sitting at 9 right now. They're sitting at 9. They were 6 for, for like 5 days last week. <laughs> for 5 days early in yeah, the season. Season's young, but I think they can do it. Devontae Graham's been impressive. He's been looking good. I picked him up in fantasy. I, I think he's going to start soon. I, I can't even pretend to say that I play fantasy basketball. Oh, but more power to you. Well, I play fantasy. I mean, I play fantasy hockey. But yeah, see, I don't, That's I don't, about the same thing. I don't play fantasy hockey because it's fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. I like hockey, but fantasy hockey is stupid. We'll, just, we'll let the hockey guys talk about that. Yeah. We'll let a hockey show talk about that. Yeah. 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 We have one, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Could be named. Could be named. Um, so, I picked him up fantasy, but yeah. Anyway, Devontae Graham, I think he's going to start. Stephen Terrier's here. Yeah. He's out. Who's out? Oh, I think so, so too, everything. yeah. Already not, already not pretty for him right now. No. Like, IT, Isaiah Thomas has found more success this year than, than Terrier was here. Yeah. Isaiah uh, Thomas, I think, might have found his forever home in with the <laughs> Wizards. Well, what is he going to do when John Wall comes back? What if John Wall doesn't want to be there when he comes back? That's fair. What if he What if he sees an opportunity elsewhere? Problem is, he's still got a contract. Yeah, no, that's he's got a big contract. So, who knows what he's going to do with it? Um, he could always ask for a trade. See, my the only time in my life I ever had faith in Isaiah Thomas was when he was with the Celtics. He had that one season; he looked phenomenal. He was like. Mm-hmm. In my eyes, I mean, and I don't know, a bunch of other people's eyes, he was one of the best players in the league because he was just balling out with them. He was just such a good fit with that system. Yeah, he, he balled out that year. And then he had that hip issue. Yeah. And it all just kind of, like, fell apart. And he hasn't been the same player since. No. Is this, didn't they deal him off to the Cavaliers after that? Yeah, that was the – he was dealt in the whole Kyrie Irving trade. It was yeah. him and Jake Crowder and a first-round pick. Uh, if we first round pick from the right, dealt for Kyrie Irving. Yeah, yeah, and then and then from there, I think he got traded again, somewhere. The Nuggets. Yeah, the Nuggets or something like that. And yeah. then Crowder went so to the Jazz or something like that. Or, yeah, I think. And now yeah, he goes somebody good. else. Um, basically, it kind of spiraled out for him. Yeah. Uh, and then now we're here, and he's with the Wizards, and he's getting to play. Yeah. Oh. We talked about it on on Instagram. He, um, it kind of came out and said, "I, you know, I got my job back." Like, uh, in reference to his whole basketball journey, he felt like he was finally like back in a place where he could he could just ball out and like continue his career. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, this. If you think about it, on a rebuilding team, he has a chance to be that guy every night. Yeah. I wouldn't say the guy, but a chance to be. Uh, on the starting lineup every night with Bradley Beal and somebody else. I think if he can stay healthy, I I, I think he's a good, a, a solid piece. I don't think he's starting material. I don't. I wouldn't even say like a six man, but he could be like a good bench. bench piece. Yeah. I early in his career, I would say six man, but yeah. After the hip injuries and stuff, and his age, yeah, he's, bench he's, player. He's never been a big um, starter guy for me. He's not a huge dude either. He's not. He's not a big guy. Yeah, isn't he like five nine, five ten? Yeah, every bit of that. Every maybe, maybe six foot. I don't know. Maybe on a, with shoes. <laughs> dude's little for the NBA, um, which doesn't help when you get older and you don't have that extra step you can get on people. Yeah. So I. And we, I think we got like maybe ten minutes left. Yeah, roughly. Um, let's 
Although that's Steph. Steph Curry. Yeah, what about so, it? So, sources are saying, some sources said out for the year, and some are saying that he's still going to play this year. So, I guess the question is, is, should he play at all this year? I think we may have talked a little bit about, about it last week. I think we just talked that he broke his hand. Um, I don't, not that I, I remember. remember. No. But I'm at, like I'm all for them not starting him. Yeah. Like, I think you don't start him. You reduce Draymond's minutes. Basically tank. Tank the season. It's yeah. over. I don't know what you think about that. I don't know. Yeah. I. That's tough. I haven't thought about it. I would say keep him out for a good chunk of the season at least. Um, they're not good this year. Um, you got what? Uh, D'Lo. I say you trade D'Lo. Yeah, they, I've heard rumors that he might, I mean, of course, I've heard he's going to the Knicks. I've also heard he could go to the Heat. And then, for some reason, I've seen the Jazz pop up. I don't know why. Yeah. But, yeah, get, like, like Draymond, like, yeah, you're not you're not going anywhere without Clay or Steph. And Hilo's not going to carry it to you. Might as well dump him. And just embrace the rebuild. You had your dynasty. It sucks that it just disappeared like that. Just embrace yeah. it. It may not even be over. It's just one of those good. Where, where that's just a down year. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, but I mean, everyone could come back and they could run the league again. Take the chance of getting a number one pick, I guess, in James Wiseman or somebody, and roll with it. Yeah, kind of where I'm at with it. It's time. Like, I think they should rest stuff for an extended period of time, though. To get back to the original question, I, I feel like he kind of needs that just to like kind of let the team develop and get its own chemistry because I mean we, we talked about how he could lead like Steph can lead a team he's not the best at it but he just needs to sit back and kind of let some more chemistry form and maybe someone step up and lead the team that way he can just kind of plug and play wherever he needs to be yeah I, I get that I just I don't know I'm when you're the only weapon on the floor you're gonna get so much thrown at you yeah. like he's gonna get covered all the time he's gonna have a bad year back either way you want to go so you think he should wait until clay comes back i think it's best if he, he just sits out the year like you want people to remember this for like like remember when they scoffed we just saw that they scoffed at lebron yeah imagine what they're going to do to steph curry he's not gonna put up like those kind of numbers he's not big enough to do that like lebron yeah he can't fight the interior like that so it's like imagine what they're going to say about him if he comes back and you just place terrible. Oh, so, they're going to call for retirement. Yeah. So I'm like, why don't you just sit out the year and take a break? You know, embrace it. Yeah, I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. No one would look down on him. No, he, he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. 100%. He's there. Well, not according to Michael Jordan, but yeah. Michael Jordan's fuck off. Yeah, Michael Jordan's, he's kind of cocky. Yeah, I don't like him. I'm not. Yeah, he, he kind of sucked once he quit basketball. <laughs> or quit playing. Yeah. He wasn't built for anything else. Not a good gambler. Not a not a really great golfer. Not good at baseball. He, he's alright at baseball. Still not the best. Like, yeah. Shut up and dribble. Yeah. Or just enjoy your billions of dollars. That too. Sell your franchise, by the way. Yeah. Sell the Hornets, please. From a friend. What if him and Dolan just trade franchises? How funny would that be? Oh, God. I don't know how. That's a, yeah, that's I don't know. Awful. I'd be sad. I'd be sad still. But I know we wouldn't be going anywhere. Nope, not going anywhere. Oh, so, I, I know something to talk about. Um, I, I just thought of it. Uh, Kawhi Leonard's a load man. What do you think about that? I don't know if we touched on that last week, but. I'm, I'm I think all, it's more of a, a real thing. Yeah, I'm all for load management. I think it's super important. Um, the, uh, Gilbert Arenas talked about this earlier this week that that he wishes that was there in his career because he thinks he could have played longer. Uh, another NBA player said that we need to load manage these kids in AAU, like back when they're like 13, 14, because they're playing like six, seven games in a day, you know, in a week or whatever. Really? He's like, I guess, I don't really know AAU ball that well. But that's what he's saying. It's like, well, it makes sense. He's like, they're tearing their bodies up so much younger now because they're starting younger. And he's like, we need to load manage earlier. 
so that way these guys aren't coming in tired and messed up already. And so that kind of stuck with me, and I'm I'm all about it. I think it's okay. Okay. I know a lot of people are really upset because Kawhi, they, they pretty much came out and said he's not playing back-to-back games this year. Yeah, I mean, I kind of saw that coming. I mean, you've got arguably the best player in the world right now. Arguably. Yeah. So I, I could see wanting to protect him. And then you've got guys like Kobe coming out and saying, like, load management's pretty much pussies. Like, you're paid to play 82 yeah. games. Play 82 games. Yeah, well, look at Kobe's career near the end. Yeah. Like, if there's a candidate for load management, Kobe was one of them. Yeah. I mean, some players aren't, like, LeBron's not about load man. Like, he's kind of said that, but he's also taking a week off. Yeah. Like, he says he's not about load management, but he's taking a week off. Um, but, I mean, it's, there's, everyone's got a view on it. James Harden's not about it. Best regular season player we've ever seen was Russell Westbrook. Uh, not built for the playoffs because of management. I'm curious how they're going to turn out. They're going to yeah. like half each other's stats they have to share. I just think load management's important because the season does, doesn't get shorter on a playoff team. Like, no. More games. Yeah, more games coming. It's like you see it in, in like the MLB and they play an outrageous schedule, 162 games. So, so, I mean, I guess the way to look at it is either you can, NBA can come back and say, okay, we're willing to cut the schedule to like 50 games. But basically, by us doing that, that means that you got to play every game. Yeah. Like, we're willing to cut it to 50, 60 games. So basically, the 20 back-to-back games you had before, we'll take them off. But you got to play. I mean, I guess that's the way to look at it, is the NBA can come back and battle with that. But, I mean, that also means less revenue for owners and stuff in some ways yeah. because Un- less games. Unhappy fans because you've got the purists out there that season's always been 82 games for X amount of years. Well, why are we changing? I, I, my battle of that is basically they're going to load manage no matter what. They've yeah. been doing this. Greg Popovich did this first with the Spurs. So it's been around for years. Um, they're going to do it either way. Do you want to do it and pay for the ticket to see a guy that you, that's not going to be there? Or do you want to know the guy's going to be there because he agreed to do that because they reduced the schedule and get to see him play? Like, but that, that's what I can tell you. Or if, if they just keep the load management with the 82 games, release a schedule, like, this player's not playing this game, kind of give your fans a heads up. I know some people would get, I mean, get insulted by that. A lot of these things are game-time decisions, like... No, that, yeah, that's like also true. Kawhi, he may... What if it's a back, not a back-to-back game, but he has, he has a schedule where he has a back-to-back game coming up. He's got to pick one of those games to play. Well, right now, it may not matter. But then, what if one of those is a playoff contention, like a chance for, you know, a playoffs right. kind of move? So you may end up switching games. Yeah. So then, okay, now my fans know I'm, you know, it's all messed up. Right. Yeah, that's fair. So I think it gets tricky when you when you try to like predict it. Um, but I mean, I understand fans. Unlike the NFL, we talked about this earlier, they come to see certain guys play. Yeah. And that's a that's a risk you take, though. I guess that's the way I've always thought of it as you're taking the risk. You know, um, like being like in the NFL, you go to see the, the team guy play, but there's no guarantees that what if what if I go to uh, see a pass game and Tom Brady tweaks his elbow right before the game? It happens. Like things happen. Yeah. You know, it's just part of the deal. Is you don't know what's going to happen. That so I just embrace it either way. And I said I'm there to see my team play more than I am to see anything else. If I'm going to see, like, Carl Anthony Towns play, yeah, I'm going to be a little upset he didn't show up. But I'm going to still enjoy the game. Yeah. Because I like basketball. So. I like that. Very well said. I thought about this a long time. I thought about this because I knew this might come up, but I thought about it very distinctly. Like, so, thank you. That, that reminds me of uh, 2017 season. 2017-18 season. I, like, you know, I'm going to see the Knicks play. I bought a, a Porzingis jersey because I wanted to see him play. Yeah, did. <laughs> First game that he's coming to town because, of course, we live in Indiana, so we have to see them when they come play the Pacers. Mm-hmm. Uh, first game, he's just out with a knee issue. He's like, okay, well, that sucks. I'll just catch him. That was, that was in, like, October or November. He's coming back in March. We'll just, you know, we'll see the Knicks play then. Knicks come in a week before 
week before he comes, because I, I want to see the Knicks play, because I want to see my team, but it's like, I've yeah. never seen Porzingis play, especially with the Knicks, so I think that'd be cool. And a week before, tears his ACL, and I'm just devastated, and now I'm stuck with a jersey that I can't wear. I mean, especially now, because it's gone. Yeah. Didn't you have, weren't you a hoodie Donald that night, too? I was hoodie Donald, yeah. Yeah, you you and hoodie Mellow? I had my, my Knicks hoodie and my Knicks jersey, and I was... I was ready to support. We don't have a picture of you of that, do we? No. Dang it. We need, I, don't, I don't think so. We need one. We need to Instagram that right now. We're getting on that. I'll have to buy it. I'll put up a poll. Like, what, what Nick's jersey should I buy? We're, we're going to put up the Hoodie Donald photo for the fans. With, with my luck, I'll end up with, like, Bobby Portis. Yeah. We'll get you a Bobby Portis. <laughs> no, you're going to... You're gonna... Shit. Ron Baker. Ron Baker. No, he's not, he's there, not there anymore, though. Yeah, I, I don't know where he went. I got to see him play. I remember... Yeah, we were all talking about him, like, who, who is that? Yeah, we, we were courtside, and I remember we got to garbage time, and they just complete five-man swap out, and we're like, oh, wow, so we're, we could see the nobodies play. Yeah, and we, we were all just all about Ron Baker. Right? Yeah, it's like, who is that guy? Who is that guy? He looks like... Somebody from, Uncle Uncle Rico. Yeah, and he said. Like, and he looked like Uncle Rico. I think yeah. So I was like, it looks like Uncle Rico. And I was like, holy crap, he does. <laughs> and it became an obsession with with him, Ron Baker. Man's, we miss you. Man's a goat. Come to New York. You always have a home. The best players play in New York. Once upon a time. Yeah. Penny Hardaway. Seventies were good though. <laughs> oh, that's it. What? A but uh, we're coming to the end here, so I want I don't want to get your opinion. What is? So today is Tuesday, so I want you to give me a game, your game of the week, like until next Tuesday. What game should we be on the lookout for? Mine. Oh, um, Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday is gonna be a fun game. Um, the Clippers. Who do the Clippers play? Uh, Clippers are playing the Magic. No, 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 no. Clippers are playing the Rockets tomorrow. I think that's going to be... I don't know if that's going to be game of the week, but I'm definitely going to give it a shout-out because that's um, that's the game that Paul George makes his franchise debut for the Clippers. We, we get to see Kawhi and Paul George team up to go against Russ and Harden. And I just think that's going to be a fun game. It's either going to be a shootout or just like a defensive, defensive low scoring. I don't know. I th- I just think, I think the energy is going to be there, and we're going to get to see. We put up a poll on it. Uh, we get to see the Clippers, at, either their max potential or we get to see them struggle to build chemistry at first. Um, we put up something on Twitter, and a lot of people said, "Yeah, um, they're they're as soon as Paul George comes in, they're going to the top of the West." People don't think that there's going to be any jail as chemistry goes. So I, I think that game, and then pretty much, I guess if I had to pick a group of games, the Clippers this next week, I want to see how they do with George and Kawhi on the court. Okay. I think that's going to be, at the least, interesting to watch. Intriguing, if you will. Intriguing, if we will. Well placed. Well placed. Now I'm not here being fancy. What um, about you? My game of the week is Raptors Mavericks. That could be a sneaky game. I think I think that's gonna be a game to watch. Luca, KP, and you know you got Rap, you got Van Fleet who's been hot. Ask us Yakum. Yakum's been good. Like these guys look like playoff, playoff level teams. I just think I want to see that those two. That's my pick. Yeah. That or and then my boys play the Suns on like Monday or Tuesday. Celtics, Suns, yeah, be a good matchup. Here. I think that'll be fun. So there's kind of two good matchups for you. You want to keep an eye out, guys, while you're watching. I'm gonna try to look through here to see if there's anything else that pops up. Um, I don't. Um, I don't want to waste time looking. I, I'm, I'm sticking with the Clippers. I think that's gonna be fun. All right. Well, those are our picks of the week. So I, I think you know. We had a great time here talking with you guys tonight. Yeah. Um, next Tuesday is the next podcast. We have a special guest coming in. Uh, you probably don't know him, but he, he basically 
He's all about Ben Simmons' three-point shot. Never seen a shot Ben Simmons couldn't make. Yep. Um, loves Russell Westbrook and James Harden. Um, and so just get you humped up. I pumped up for that. Um, his name is Brendan. Shout out to boy Brendan. I don't think any of that's true. It's not. We're overhyping him. Okay. He coined the phrase Taco Tuesday. He's that big of a deal. He also coined the phrase Shooters Gotta Shoot for his boy Benson. That's how hyped this dude is. This guy eats, breathes, and shits basketball. Right. So if anything, he'll add, a, he'll add an interesting dynamic to the yeah. show. And we can all give him shit for thinking Kobe is better than LeBron. Oh yeah, he dick rides Kobe hard. So, so, so we get to we get to do that next week. Uh, glad you listened, and I want you to please like, subscribe to the to the podcast and to Instagram. Like follow us on Full Court Press, IDC. Please blow that page up for us. It's all linked. It's all linked. Thank you. Good night.